0: welcome everybody. This is Supreme Being. We have another episode. I didn't get to do one yesterday because the impossible happened. Facebook and Instagram crashed, but we'll talk about that later. Our sponsors, first and foremost, Team BC, my real estate team. If you need any help in Southern California or worldwide, we got you. Go to TeamBCSold.com or email us at TeamBCSold at gmail.com. Get in contact with us. Secondly, Modern Success, my personal and coaching and mentorship program for the world and we're growing very rapidly. I recommend anybody and everybody get on, whether you're in real estate or not. It's available on my website at BrianCasella.com on the front page, or if you're tuning in on Instagram, it's on my bio on the link. And lastly, eXp Realty. Join eXp Realty. Go to join.exprealty.com and get your application and stop fucking around, all right? Or if you want more info, contact me. Let's get started. I wanted to briefly touch on yesterday's fiasco of Facebook and Instagram being down. Now, I had a pretty uh, action-filled day, you can say, so I really didn't catch wind of it until later, and I found it entertaining, yet we saw so much chaos, we saw people complaining, um, I saw a lot of memes floating around, and more than anything, it serves as a reminder for people. I also made a video topic about this on my YouTube when a YouTube crashed that one day for a couple hours, And I made a video basically stating this. It's actually very beneficial that this stuff happens because it serves as a reminder to many people that you cannot put all of your eggs in one basket, okay? I mean, I think of all the people who solely rely on Instagram or solely rely on Facebook or solely rely on YouTube for their income. And if these little temporary outages were a couple days, a week, two weeks, a month, what would it do to them? Would everything that they have crumble because their income stream got cut off? This is something that people have to remember and keep in mind all the time because anything can have the plug pulled from it at any moment. And if all your eggs are in that one basket, you're fucked, literally. Okay? So this is something that individuals have to keep in mind. And as you're growing what you're doing and you're building up, you know, keep that in mind. I'm not, I'm, I'm not recommending that you spread yourself thin and try to do 100 things at once. It's not about that. But You have to understand that eventually, if you build everything on one pillar, you're going to have to be able to diversify a little bit, right? And I've done this very well. I have multiple income streams. However, I built one very strong before I started branching off, and that's really the key here. But at the same time, it has to be an intention of yours. You have to say, okay, I need to leverage myself in case one of these pillars just crumbles from under me, okay? But I I thought it was more funny, this whole situation with Facebook and Instagram from a psychological perspective. Uh, I know some people were probably freaking out. Oh my God, I can't post and this and that. So to see the level of emotional reaction from a lot of people was hilarious. And I thought it was pretty funny. Now, I really didn't didn't, uh, pay too much attention because in the morning, um, I was over at uh, Douglas Elliman in Beverly Hills and I actually bumped into Josh Altman, which was funny as soon as the elevator door opened to the second floor because we were on our way to see Tracy. Uh, he was right there. So that was funny. And then uh, we went to see Tracy. If you don't follow Million Dollar Listing, Tracy's the new newest member of the season. And she's the only woman to be on Million Dollar Listing, uh, period, I think. But she's on the LA uh, part of the cast. And we met up with her, chatted with her a little bit. We shot a video with her. Um, so that was pretty cool. So basically, a lot of my morning uh, was caught up in that, and I didn't catch wind of the whole Facebook and Instagram thing until later. But I, I think of of even that for a second, if we can sidestep, you know, I've met everybody from the LA uh, Bravo um, Million Dollar Listing show, except for the I think the British guys that are on there now. Um, the East Coast ones, I've uh, actually shared the stage with Luis, I met him. And I've kind of almost forced myself into that network. And as I'm saying that, I've shared the stage with Josh and Matt Altman multiple times, now I think four times. And for those of you who don't remember, back in 2013, when I was new, in September of 2013, I'd had my license like a month or something like that. I went to an event that they had at the Radisson in Whittier, California. And I told people around me at that moment, I said, I'm going to share the stage with them soon. Watch. And I did it. Okay. So what you guys need to understand is you're witnessing somebody speaking things into existence. You hear the saying abracadabra. That's what this is literally. So notice and follow me. If you're new, look back. Look what I've done with myself, my hard work, my brand, what I've done with social media. Look at the type of opportunities that have been bestowed upon me. And again, I've earned these. I've attracted these. This shit did not fall into my fucking lap. Which is why if anybody tries to say I'm lucky, I just laugh in their face. I don't have to answer them. I know it's not fucking luck. Earn the shit by doing things correctly. So if you're somebody who's new to the podcast, new to me, or newer, and you still can't seem to connect the dots. And maybe you're looking at what I did or what some other people did, and you're kind of like, is it possible? What do I do? Is it worth it? Well, you're seeing it manifest to the public, to a lot of the public. Now, I'm not saying I'm fucking famous or anything, because I'm not. But you know, five years ago, five and a half years ago, I was literally a nobody in the business world, especially in real estate. And now look what I'm doing in a very short amount of time. But that's what one hard-working person can do. So anything that I've done, anybody else can do. I said this in my latest YouTube video, and I want people to understand this, and then I'm going to sidestep into the real topic I wanted to talk about tonight, okay? Your mental attitude is much more important and greater than your mental capacity. And I, I threw that as a little nugget in my YouTube video, but I really want to talk about that on the podcast because I truly don't believe people believe and kind of understand what that statement means attitude what is attitude we all know what that is if you're not sure look it up in the dictionary one of the biggest differentiating factors you notice in people when you meet with them is their attitude if somebody is more smiley and enthusiastic oh they have a good attitude somebody who's always negative and bitching and gossiping and full of drama they have a bad attitude Right when you're out, it's usually the people with a bad attitude that fucking spoil the fun for everybody. And don't we hate those motherfuckers We want to football punt them out of the fucking venue or wherever they're at? And like, dude, get the fuck out of here, we don't want you here. And I've actually been in a situation where <laughs> I get called a dick for this, but I think I'm in the right. You guys can tell me on Instagram. Somebody was in our group, um, this is years ago, but they were being. S- such a pain in the ass and, and, and they had such a piss poor attitude that it was rubbing off on everybody else, I called that person an Uber and, and sent them home. I paid for their Uber, right? But I sent them home because their attitude was fucking up the night and the vibe for everybody. Now to this day a lot of people call me a dick for doing that. I don't think I'm a dick. I think everybody wanted to do that. I was just the only motherfucker with enough balls to step up and actually do it. So you let me know, right? But that's what we mean when we when we say attitude. That's what we're talking about. It's not some, some crazy thing that we can't define. So when you say, or excuse me, when you hear mental attitude is more important than mental capacity, what I mean here is you don't have to be the smartest person, right? You don't have to be the most gifted or blessed naturally or whatever the hell we're talking about here. Your attitude is more important than all of that. The student who comes, who maybe naturally is not that gifted but has that hunger and desire and has a great attitude is going to do much better in the long run than the person who comes in with a shitty attitude, but has all the natural talent and advantages in the world. The first one will beat them every single fucking time. You know why? Cause I'm one of those people in the business world for sure. Now athletically we can make an argument that, yeah, maybe I was born more athletic than most people and all that shit. Okay. But in the business world, no connections, nobody in my bloodline was ever a high level businessman or any of that. I've never done sales, right? Had no connections, none of that. So in the business world, I'm that, uh, okay, he's not gonna make it. I'm the one that people would point at and say, "Mm -mm, not a shot, oh, for sure, stay away. And people were telling me that, by the way. You know I'm thinking about getting into real estate? Oh man, you're not cut out for it, it's not for you. Uh, I I just can't see it happening, dude. Like, it's it's not your style. You're not gonna have success in it. I remember laughing, even in the beginning, when people would tell me that. Because even I was like, what the fuck do you know about business, dude? Like, why are you telling me I'm not going to make it? You
1: haven't sold anything. You don't own a business. You're tripping. Okay. So the only thing I could control in the beginning was my attitude. But I had a great attitude. I knew
0: I would persevere. I knew I was committed. I knew I would do whatever the fuck it took. I was willing. And here's the key. My attitude remained strong even in the moments of shit. Even when you're going through what they say in the movies, the valley of the shadow of death and all that. I was there, literally, mentally, at least from a mental standpoint. Yet my attitude was always, it can be done. Yeah, I'm going through a shitty moment, but this shit can be done. I can handle it. I can take whatever comes my way. You know why? Because this shit is a test. And if I can't get through this, I don't deserve what it is that I say that I want. Period. Okay? This is the, the foundation of what I'm saying when I utter the phrase mental attitude is greater than or more important than mental capacity. Okay? Attitude greater than ability, basically, is what we we can boil it down here to. And you may have heard that said in a different way, but that is the most clean and concise way that I can say it to you for it to click. Because many people, when they look at any opportunity, you're looking at it, and this is where you fuck up. You're looking at it from the angle of what you perceive to be your weaknesses or, or what's wrong or what can go wrong. You look at sh- even opportunity from a negative frame, which is completely fucking backwards, ass backwards. But I can't blame you because that's what everybody before you did and that's what they taught you and you think that's the way you're supposed to look at the world. But newsflash, you don't have to look at it that way. How about we start looking at opportunities and situations from a positive standpoint and if you don't even believe what I'm saying, fuck, try it out like an outfit for once and say, you know what, I'm just going to go one day where – I even attempt, maybe I can't readily see it because I'm that program negative, but I'm gonna look at shit. People, situations, opportunities from a, just a purely positive standpoint. I'm gonna look until I find something positive. And so many people are so deeply wired the opposite way that I can put a beautiful fucking, I don't know, flower in front of you and you'll still nitpick it and say, oh, it's ugly, it's a piece of shit. Ah, it doesn't match. Ah, some of the petals are a little bit off. It's ridiculous, man. And then they wonder why when opportunity's in front of them. And I'm like, dude, that's an opportunity. And they're like, nah, no, it's not. It's not an opportunity. I'm like, yes, it is. It's literally right in front of you, waving at you, saying hello and saying your name. That's an opportunity, bro. Ah, oh, no, it's not that. Let's look somewhere else. That's how bad this shit has gotten, dude. Like, that's literally, people are so deeply rooted in this from a negative standpoint. When somebody is on the other side and points it out to them and taps them on the shoulder, they're so asleep, they can't even tell. Okay? It's insane. But anyways, I went off on a little rant. There's a dynamic I wanted to talk about today that I just discussed. I just jumped off an- another podcast where I was a guest for about an hour and a half, and we just kept talking and talking and talking. Um, so I'm kind of in that mode right now. But the subject was brought up. Um, I brought it up. And um, it was my way of explaining it, I think, that clicked. Uh, it was with Pablo, right? Shout out to him. I said, isn't it interesting that when it comes to branding, business, uh, people, right, what we think about them, reputations, that it could take you years, years and years and years to build up trust or a good image, right? With, I mean, with just a, a whole, we can almost say like a landfill as far as size, right? A landfill amount of credibility, testimonials, facts, backing that brand or that individual. It would take that much, like a stadium full of that for somebody to finally say, okay, I trust you. Okay, I believe you. Okay, I'll buy your shit, right? I mean, I'm talking credible shit. Credible, credible. Yet, when we flip it, a a squeak, a little squeak of a rumor can come out And just like this, everybody, oh, I knew it. You're a piece of shit. You're fake. You're exposed. And I'm just sitting there like, god damn. Isn't that an interesting dynamic? Isn't that an interesting dynamic? And then again, people who you felt were loyal to you for years, before even confirming any information, hear a little squeak of a rumor, and they fucking flip on you.
1: Like, Now, As I'm saying that, this is the dynamic in life, by the way, and I'll explain it just so you get it in a different
0: context. But now I want this to be clear. I'm not complaining about this, by the way. I'm bringing it to your awareness because this this is one of those things that isn't talked about that people don't see that you will have to confront on your way to getting to wherever it is that you want to go on whatever path it is
1: you will be, from a negative standpoint, criticism, challenges, be tested like a motherfucker. Seriously.
0: And you'll be overcoming them, right? And you'll make little little ounces of steps of progress. But on the flip side, all the good shit you're doing will go unnoticed for a
1: long time. Long time.
0: And then all of a sudden is when you get the, oh, you're an overnight success. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh, you're so blessed. You're so gifted. Okay, where were you the last fucking four or five years that I was struggling, living out of a fucking car, and now you want to tell me that I got lucky? Please. But this dynamic is everywhere, right? Think of weight. You work so hard. You look great. And then two weeks of vacation, boom, you lose it all. What took you three or four months to get? All the momentum you've built in your business, especially you salespeople, months and months of grinding, you have the momentum, you let off for a week or two, feels like I have to start all over again, right? This dynamic is present everywhere in life, for sure. You're talking to people, everything's going good, the communication line is open, you guys don't talk for a couple days or a week, it's like talking to the person all over again like you never knew them, in most cases, for a lot of people, especially, uh, you experience, I hear this a lot in the, in the dating world, right, because people are just flat out terrible at fucking communicating, which is a whole another fucking subject. But we see this dynamic everywhere. Now, knowing what I just said technically is common sense. Now, you may not have heard it explained like I did in the beginning that way, but it's not, again, it's not something out of this world as far as information. It's very obvious. Yet when our when we look at things and we project them mentally, we it's like we want to ignore these things. And again, We we cannot hate the game of life. This is just the way, this is what we were given. This is the, quote, matrix that we live in, which means this is the pieces you're given. These are the cards you're given. Play them correctly because technically you're still in control because you know the rules of the game. So if you're not getting what you want, you're fucking up and you're moving your pieces incorrectly, which is your responsibility. So if the next person playing is winning, you need to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, bro, can you teach me? What is it going to take?
1: I want help on this journey. So I start moving these pieces correctly because I'm getting my ass kicked right now by life. It's slapping me in the face.
0: So I know this shit. This is why you see me do what it is that I'm doing at the level that I'm doing it. (laughs) Videos, this and that you know, blah, 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 whatever it is, pictures, posting, testimonials from clients, from real estate clients, from fucking modern success clients and all this shit. I keep putting it out because I'm aware of that first point of the dynamic for people to know me more, like me more, trust me more. I'm going to have to put it out because I know the other side is coming automatically. The negative, the hate, the criticism, oh, you're a piece of shit, da, da, da. That's that's already a part of the element, baby. I need to outcreate that and constantly put out boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Hate comes in, 10 positives come out of me. Hate comes in, 10 positives come out of me. You know why? You know why? Because technically, I'm in control of all of that, if you really think about it. I control my effort, my dedication, and my commitment to build my brand, my businesses, my mental strength, or whatever it is, my confidence, my
1: physique. I'm in control of that. There's people who I started boxing with, by the way, who had way more experience
0: than me. And you fast forward a couple months now, I'm way better than them, and I'm in way better condition than them. Not because of athletic gifts, but because I work harder than they fucking do.
1: Period. That's it. So this is what I'm talking about. I'm in control of that. You're in control.
0: You're in control of all this shit. I said in the beginning, mental attitude is greater than mental capacity. Maybe capacity, the other guy who you're competing with, maybe was born with more smarts than you. But you know what? I would rather have a better mental attitude because that's going to take me farther. I can control the attitude for sure. Maybe you wanted to be a model and you had to be six foot one
1: and you're five foot eight. You can't control that. You can control your attitude though and do something else. People are
0: too worried about what they can't control, but everything I'm describing on this podcast and the, literally the focus of what I teach is shit you can control. Let's forget and put to the side the shit that we can't control, and let's focus on what we can. So now as I'm putting out all this good shit, boom, 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 now things start moving in my favor. you know why? Because in this game, as I look around to my quote to competition and other people playing this game with me, which is life, And by the way, that number keeps increasing as time goes on, of course, because more people are having kids. I'm doing more than everybody else. I'm doing more and more and more and more and more. Hate comes in, boom. Notice this dynamic, by the way. When I get attacked, like I always do, if you really pay attention, the moments that I get attacked, my action level, my output and every area of my life increases. I go to the gym more. I produce more online content more frequently. The real estate side, we buckle down even more. So when hate comes in, I use it as a, a vehicle to outcreate them. You know why? Because if the hater is shouting, I'm gonna shout louder. If the hater is sprinting, I'm gonna sprint faster. If the hater is trying to fucking attack me, I'm gonna knock him the fuck out, and I'm gonna punch harder. That's the attitude that I'm talking about because that's all I can control is my output and what I do and where my focus is. That's it. So the more I'm engaged with dynamics like this, because it's two things. Obviously, understanding that you can control a lot of the shit that you think you can't control, like your emotions, how you react. How many people say, oh, well, I'm short-tempered, I'm this. Bullshit, you can change it. You just don't want to change it. And you accept the reality of, the hypnosis, the self-hypnosis you've done on yourself. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Oh, I have ADD. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm always tired. Yeah, that's because you talk yourself into that. <clears throat> the more you're engaged with this, the more you realize you can control what you can control and you take a step back and understand the game for what it is. Life is a game, man. That's it. But learn. Learn it. Stop fighting it. Stop trying to fucking change it. It is what it is. And you were in this, you were given this life, man, woman, whatever, whatever age you're at, whatever you're doing. And and that's what you have, right? So fucking play it because everybody has the capacity to win and do what it is that they're doing. Some of us are doing better than others. A lot of it has to do with self-belief. I believe in myself more than anybody else, for sure. But part of it is just this. Everyone else is resisting life. Oh man, life is so hard. And why is it this way? Who gives a fuck?
1: You can't control how life is. You can control what you do. That's it. And the quicker we get out of that energy, that frequency, that thought process, that limitation, now you
0: start seeing things differently. Because that same person who's complaining is the same person who sees only the negative in shit or the negative in people. You know how many people that come across to me? And start telling me a story about their issues. And as they're talking, I've already seen three, four, or five great things about them. Or they'll bring me a problem. Oh, man, I used to do this. How can I utilize it in this field? And I'm just like, okay, do this, this. Like, whoa, that's brilliant. It's like, dude, I'm just telling you what you already know. But I'm looking at it from a different perspective. That's the difference. You know why? Because I understand this game of life. And I understand... That there's certain things and parameters and rules that are a part of this matrix, again, whatever you want to call it, and I'm just fucking playing it right. I'm not fighting it. I'm not trying to find the fucking, the, the, the person who set the rules and say, hey, man, I don't agree with this. I'm just like, okay, you know what? This is my playing board. Let's fucking win this shit. And this is where you get the saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. But I'm not going to hate the game. Because why would I hate the game? That's stupid. That's wasted energy and and focus. I'm just going to play the game to the best of my ability, which is all we can really do. But what I'm giving you is a strategic look at this. Many people know about uh, The Art of War, for example, right? That book, The Art of War. They're like, man, why would you read that book? How do you apply it to real life? I'm like, how the fuck do you not apply that to real life? That's a mentality, man. All the tactics that they give you in that book and mindsets and ways of viewing things and even some of the battle formations and styles, man as I'm reading that, I'm already seeing the connection in different areas. How can you not see that? But again, that's people not seeing the opportunity and the knowledge that they're getting. They're so closed-minded. Well, this is only for war. Uh, Come on, man. You have to be able to think a little bit more universally. This is why I've been saying for years, the shit that I teach people and talk about is not just for real estate. Yet, what does the average person do? Oh, all this guy does. Well, I want to learn from you, bro, but all you know is real estate. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's your own fucking limitation. But that's fine. You know what? Because the next person who can see what I teach, they're going to buy my shit and get way ahead of you because they're able to see a little bit more than you. They're a little bit more aware. Again, I've been saying for years too, you can take knowledge from other subjects and apply them to your field and get a supreme competitive advantage compared to your competition. Case in point, my ability to persuade or influence is a lot higher than the average person in my industry, for sure, because of my understanding and mastery of certain aspects of social dynamics, period. So whether it's a meeting setting, a one-on-one, a husband and a wife, I know shit that other people don't. So I can get results that other people can't, and I have an
1: advantage, period. But I had the smarts and the awareness to, look, the book is The Art of War. For that person on Instagram that asked. Great
0: fucking book. <laughs> Read it like 20 times. And how many of you are in different fields or you're coming from a different field into a new one and you haven't stopped for a second and said, well, what can I take from my previous experience here and apply it to here for an advantage, right? Um, Dom, I think in my group, shout out to Dom. If I'm saying your name incorrectly, brother, I apologize. He came to Modern Success, right? He was previously a male model. And now he's a realtor. Shout out to him. He's new. He's doing well, right? And he asked me like, oh, you know, and even in his mind, it was a little bit like, well, it might be like a disadvantage because people think I'm just some pretty boy. And, and within like a one minute conversation, I give him two or three really good tips. He's like, whoa, that's powerful. Oh, yeah. I was like, say this and do this. You know why? He knew everything that I just said but he was unable to see it because his awareness wasn't tuned into it. This is what I'm talking about. But see, when I'm talking about a new perspective, new frames, this is all the inner game shit that nobody fucking pays attention to. And I keep saying it. Everyone's like, oh, well, everybody talks about inner game. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't talk about it in a practical way to help you. They just say it as some shit to fire you up. It's mass like motivation. You see, and this is what I love about my programs and my style of teaching is I focus on a lot of this stuff to help people. This is why people come to YouTube or the podcast like, man, I love this shit. Again, you're getting good stuff, but you're getting the tip of the fucking iceberg, literally. But if anything, it should entice you and open the door and almost, we can say, seduce you into looking at these subjects with more of an open mind and saying, okay, he's onto something here. I really need to start paying more attention and dedicating myself to this. Because everybody else is focusing on say this, do that, which works to a certain extent.
2: So
1: up your awareness, learn to connect the dots more, and if nothing else, what you're hearing today
0: especially, just try it out. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try out this suit for a day. Re-listen to this episode and take one or two things and just, you know what? I'm going to do it for a day. I'm going to find the goodness in in the situation today. I'm going to have a great attitude today. And then at the end, you write down what your experience was. And I guarantee you, you'll continue doing it because your experience is going to be eye-opening. It's going to be very revealing. It's going to surprise you. And it's going to start opening up something inside of you and within you that you thought was never there but it's been it's just been dormant and you need to awaken it it's that simple okay so with that said i'll wrap it up here i'll open it up to questions on instagram and zoom if you guys have any questions i'll answer them now for five or ten minutes and then we'll end the episode
1: What do you guys got? What do you got? Uh, Matt, what you wear is up to you, bro. But if you want to make a good impression, of course, I would recommend you dress up more. It's always better to overdress, quote, than underdress.
2: Anna, what's up? Modern Success checking in.
0: I'm glad you asked that question, by the way. Um, Matt, is it Matt? Yeah. Uh, My first, I want to say two or two and a half years in real estate, I literally, I lived in a suit or suits. And as I made money, I bought more. Because I knew being young and all that stuff, I wanted to give the perfect impression. And I never wanted anybody to write me off because I wasn't dressed professionally. I wore a fucking suit all the time. Watch my old videos. It wasn't until
1: I was a couple years in that I started wearing different shit. But you have to know the audience, man. They want to see somebody in a suit. Any other things that are not good to say to customers? Yeah, dude, I had a part one, Justin, that you might want to watch.
0: That one got like fifty or 60,000 views. But I'll keep coming out with stuff like that. But again, there's so many, dude. But the juicy ones are obviously on Modern Success, of course. I got to keep something for the students, you know? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I put in two offers, and it's about to be my third. I hope this one gets accepted. Um, if you're not calling them ahead of time, Herson, if that's your name, I can't see. Uh, talk to the agent and see how you can write your offer better. Right, that's going to be the easiest way for you to get your offers accepted or put to the top of the stack, because you're already communicating with the agent, which is important. And two, you're showing your willingness to make the deal easy. I worked at Starbucks in sales
2: for
1: 18 years, wear a suit and tie. Boom, there you go. What are some of the ways you cultivate? Or encourage your team to adapt
0: the mindset principles you share? Well, pretty simple. More than anything, right? If I want to teach somebody something and help them adapt it the easiest way, the best way to do that is to demonstrate it in front of them so they can see it. But more than anything, and not just the beingness, there's a lot of teaching behind it. And then I put them in situations to test them and force them to not only see what I'm talking about, but also adopt this. When you constantly put people in uncomfortable positions and you test them, that's what builds all this stuff and works these principles into them. That's the difference. This is why uh, a lot of people who stay with me longer and longer, not only in the business sense, but as a person, they keep developing because I'm always testing them and pushing them and making them uncomfortable in order to have to apply the stuff that they're learning, right? Yeah, you ask them before you go on a listing presentation, dude, but when you're there in the beginning, you confirm everything you got from them just to make sure nothing's changed.
2: Yep. Because I was dressed like shit. There you go. Yep.
0: Uh, I was 27 and change when I got into real estate, Chase. It's been about five years. All right, a little bit more actually, five and a half. Have you, no, I'm not on Cardone University, I'm not. I've read pretty much all of Grant's books though, and they were solid books for sure. Um, I studied him uh, a good chunk in the beginning. Not really his YouTube, but
1: mainly his books. Uh, what's up, mom? You need to look like you know what you're doing, yeah. It's not even just
0: that, it's like that's the image, right? And psychologically it works, you know? If, if you wear a suit, Versus looking like shit and the client expects somebody in a suit, they could both be equally skilled. They're going to listen to the person in a suit more, right? It's just the way it is.
1: Mike, that's up to you, right? We call everybody, but
0: some people, you know, of course, as a legal disclaimer, I'm supposed to say check with your broker, but we call everybody. Carlo, if you're having issues or you're new, go to my YouTube channel. I have a ton of videos and playlists to help you with being a brand new real estate agent. Recommendations for rentals to start out.
1: Uh, I would recommend you go straight for buyers and sellers, brother, personally.
0: What's, what's the perception of the average realtor? Mine is pretty much like the public's. the average realtor. I don't mind that people maybe aren't the most skilled. I don't mind that. But a, a big chunk of them either are not skilled and they pretend like they know shit, which pisses me off, or they just don't care and they're apathetic. Like they don't want to get better or learn. And that upsets me too. But I would say a lot of the average realtor falls into one of those two categories and it upsets me.
1: Yeah, of course, Justin. And yeah, you know, and and things change, things change. You know,
0: a lot of people who do become successful later, um, start dressing their own way. But it's different though, when you're already at the top, you can break some of those rules. And it's a little bit more acceptable versus being the brand new guy, you know, and even though what Justin said is correct, a lot of people, we can say, even me who are not like at the top yet, we look at the exception to the rule Or somebody who's already established and we're like, well, they didn't have to do it. It's like, dude, that's like one example out of a gazillion and he's a fucking billionaire or he's at the top. Of course, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So that kind of allows them to bend those types of rules. But every top producer that I know, for example, personally, or that I've met, you know, I would say 99%, especially in the beginning, if we're going to talk business and real estate dressed sharp, you know, maybe they weren't in a three piece suit all the time, but they still look professional and look good. And now some of them, yeah, they're in t-shirts and flip-flops, but they've been in the business 30 fucking years. They have a team and they can do whatever the fuck they want.
1: Uh, We market as far as what we do, bro, like active prospecting and stuff just to
0: get a lead. Once we start talking to people is when we start pre-qualifying, but typically the heavy pre-qualifying
1: doesn't come in until we have an appointment with them.
0: thought of putting this effort into something else? What do you mean? I'm not sure what you mean by that question. Hit expires, hit Fisbos, hit regular cold calls, regular door knocks, open house, do everything, man. Hosting another agent's open house? Yeah, I guess if you want to. I'm in Miami. There you go. Are you interested in commercial? I've done some commercial, but I'm not particularly focusing on it. Um, have you thought, have I thought about what, bro? I'm not like, again, your first question. I'm not sure what you were asking. Uh we are working with somebody right now who's going to 10:31 uh from 7 units into something else so that's going to be another commercial deal. I don't really focus on it though. <sighs>
1: Incorporating podcast, good idea. What do you think, bro? I'm doing it. (laughs) I should answer your question already. Cool.
0: Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I'll end it here with the questions. Uh, You guys have to catch the next one every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. We go live. Um, As always, wrapping up the show, sponsored by Team BC. Real estate team, if you need anything in Southern California or worldwide, we can connect you. We know all the top people across the planet. Go to teambcsold.com or teambcsold at gmail and let us know. Number two, um, modern success, right? I'm never going to stop talking about modern success. I believe in modern success. I've made champions for modern success, and I will continue to do it until the day that my eyes close and never open again. I'm still going to recommend forever that people get on modern success, and you're going to keep hearing it from me. Go to Briancassello.com and sign up. It will change your life, guaranteed. Number three, eXp Realty for all the realtors. Go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in, or if you want more info, you can message me directly, okay? Stay sexy, everybody. Peace out. We'll see you Monday, same place, same time.